The spirit of performance is what defines Acura. And now, it's electric. Introducing the ZDX, Acura's most powerful SUV yet. Crafted using the same formula that brought them electrified supercars and multiple IMSA championships, the ZDX has track-tested performance that packs an energy all its own. Unlock the energy and order yours at Acura.com. Hey y'all, Seven Rounds in Heaven is back. We're brought to you by the Armchair All-Americans. This is part of the Armchair Media Network. LSU was the team of destiny, Joe Burrow was the GOAT, and Edo is our queen. It is I, Rob Paul, the Armchair Scout, a man podcasting from a motel nine hours north of any major city in Canada. And, that's not true, AJ. And, <laughs> I know. with me as al- they don't know that. And, with me as always is AJ, Joe Brady is the real MVP, Marchese. I think they have like a, like we have satellites triangulating you to get your reception out yeah. right now. Is that what's going yeah. on? I'm in a, I'm in a, a, a ice fishing hut. <laughs> <laughs> Today we're going to talk declarations, national championship thoughts, and some East-West Shrine game. Let's hit it. Seven rounds in heaven with my baby. Going out to Vegas, maybe. Looking for a young or a 2 Don't draft a running back on the first day. Don't draft a running back on the second day. Maybe draft one on the third, or don't. Let's go seven rounds. Let's go seven rounds together. Let's go seven rounds forever. And that's a song. I don't know about you guys, but for me a game is ten times more exciting when I'm putting my money on it. Sometimes you have a gut feeling about a matchup, and sometimes I'm just betting on my team because they're my team. Regardless, whether you've been betting for years or you're ready to play for the first time, my bookie is your best bet this season. If you're the kind of guy who likes to bet a little to win a lot, try a parlay. For instance, if you like a couple of the big favorites this week, parlays are perfect because they let you bet multiple games together for a much bigger payout. So, if you're going to bet this season, do the smart thing and go to mybookie.ag because no one gives you more ways to win. If you really want to support your team this season, don't just sit on the sidelines. Get in the game with mybookie.ag. And if you join right now, mybookie will double your first deposit. Use promo code CHAIR to activate the offer. That's promo code CHAIR to double your cash. Visit mybookie.ag today. You play, you win, you get paid. Okay. We had two late Senior Bowl editions, uh, so before we jump into declaration talk, although the deadline is approaching very quickly, five days? Five days, yeah. Uh, they added two more to the Senior Bowl as uh, they fill in dropouts, I guess. Um, you know, the, the, the sad part of bowl post-college football bowl season. Mm-hmm. Uh, they added UCLA running back Joshua Kelly and South Carolina linebacker TJ Brunson. <laughs> Neither um, really move uh, the needle, I would say, but like no. Brunson more so. I think Brunson is like a, a, an old school thumper with special teams upside who, if it was 30 years ago, would have a lot more hype. Mm-hmm. And Kelly is... Uh, there's fans of Kelly, but uh, we're not. Ke- Kelly them. just was riding the Chip Kelly hype. 
the Kelly he, Well, he put up big numbers last year. I'm not even kidding. Like, he put up huge numbers last year, but it was more, like, if you watched it, it wasn't very impressive. And then he had all this top 15 running back in the class talk. And I think it was mm-hmm. honestly just because of that. I think so, too. But, hey, he got to the senior role. Good for him. Yeah. I mean, not a great linebacker class. Not a very good running back class in terms of seniors. So... Mm-hmm. Big program guys, I guess. Uh, before we jump into the declarations, I actually wanted to mention the how the quarterbacks got split at the scene role because we've seen Jim Nagy this week tweet out the positions and how they're split by mm-hmm. coaching staff. Uh, so for the North team, the Lions, uh, it's Jordan Love, Anthony Gordon, and Shea Patterson. For the South, which is the Bengals, it's Justin Herbert, Jalen Hurts, Stephen Montez. It's a good split. I like I it. I wouldn't change it. Me neither. I think they... Hit the nail on the head. Good work, Mr. Nagy. Because, obviously, uh, I mean, I don't really care about Montez or Patterson. It's the uh, it's the other four. Uh, I like that they have Love and Gordon together, who are both known for their phys- like their, their arm talent, but need to kind of put mm. it together in Mobile. And then Herbert and Hertz are very different, but both long-time hyped guys, I guess. And uh, seeing Hertz next to a guy you know is the third best quarterback in the class and seeing how different they are. I think that's big. Mm -hmm. And then honestly, the same thing with love and Gordon, because obviously love is a potential first round pick and Gordon's kind of like one of the day two upside types. So seeing how far off they are from each other. Totally hypothetically. Well, not really, but you know, you know what I mean? Uh, If you're the Bengals, who would you have rather gotten a closer look at love or Herbert? Herbert. I I agree with you because I don't think there was any way they'd ever have a chance at love because I don't think they would have taken him in the first round. Yeah, I and, mean, right? Yeah. And then no, 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 like even in a trade back scenario. Mhm. Yeah. But at least with Herbert you could see them in a trade back scenario. I would I mean, Joe Burrow coming off not gonna happen. the natty. I, it's Mike Brown, so we don't really know what he's going to do, but uh <laughs> I w- I would say He's trying to scare Bengals fans. Yeah, I agree with you. For the Lions though, they got what they wanted. Because they're replacing Matthew Stafford with Shea Patterson. Keep it in state. Uh, okay. I love it. Declaration time. We got a whole heap of declarations and guys announcing they're staying. A lot of high-end guys, Whoa. too. Uh, okay, first we'll, we'll run the uh, the running backs who declared. Uh, Cincinnati's Michael Warner, Iowa's Torin Young, and Monmouth's Pete Guerrero. Now, personally, I don't have a ton of Pete Guerrero tape. Nor do I mm-hmm. know a ton about the Monmouth uh, running back. Uh, but FCS informant Matt McCoon said, said yeah. he ran for 2,000 yards. So it's a big, big fan of the tape, too. Yeah, um, yeah led the FCS in rushing. I saw that. So that's cool. So there's that. Uh, Torrin Young, also another surprise one. Yeah, I think that's just a case of a guy who wants to shoot his shot at the NFL. Uh, and, yeah, not a whole lot to say there. Michael Warren. Very interesting. He's one of the day three running backs, I think, that will have a mm-hmm. lot of fans. Like, they yeah. just, maybe not to the same end as LaMichael Pirine, but kind of just everyone's going to like him. You know he's going to find at least a role as an RB2. Great contact balance, yeah. really physical runner. Not the biggest guy in the world, but I, I think there's just, you you know what you get with him in the fifth or sixth round. I agree, yeah. Uh, and then a couple of receivers, both 
surprising, I would say. Rhode Island's Isaiah Coulter and Michigan State's Cody White. Yeah, I think it's fair to say both are surprising, Rob. Well, um, Rhode Island just cranking NFL talent these days. It's it's pretty sick. I'm not gonna they lie. have three guys in the draft now. That's pretty cool. Uh, um, and I'm surprised at Cody White. I didn't think he had a very good year at Michigan State. I thought Terrell yeah. Stewart was the more impressive Michigan State receiver each week. Uh, and uh, I don't even know that he would be drafted. Mm-hmm. White obviously is a it, for him testing to be huge. He's the guy. He was a three sport athlete. Um, had a lot of hype. I would say after his sophomore year, but yeah, just kind of yeah. inconsistent this year. Yeah, for, yeah, for sure. Uh, and especially in this receiver class, like we're seeing more talented, far more talented receivers than him return. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Sure. Uh, also, Virginia Tech tight end Dalton Keene declared. I think that's just a guy trying to take advantage of a weak class. Uh, I'm yep. not a big Keene guy. I think his best shot is undrafted as like a fullback H-back type uh, and special mm-hmm. teams player. Uh, and then three big ones, um, starting with the, the Iowa duo. Tristan Wirfs and AJ Epinesa both declaring. Who were both kind of hinted at potentially going back to school. Yeah. So this is huge for the class. Uh, both top fifteen picks for yeah, sure. Yeah, I was I was gonna say for me right now they're both top ten on my board, but I would say mm-hmm. like they must be consensus top fifteen on everybody's board. Yeah, for sure. They they're I think two of the cleanest prospects in the class. Worfs, you get a plug and play rate tackle who, I think he's gonna blow away the combine. I think that's kind of one of the underrated things about him is the overall athleticism and power, and he's gonna yeah. kind of showcase himself there. Uh, but just a complete mauler uh, and very technically sound. And with Epinesa, you get maybe not the greatest athlete, but just, again, technically sound, Technical, uh, yeah. amazing with his hands, knows how to set an edge. Um, like, uh, I love comparing Epinesa to Cam Jordan because I love Cam Jordan. <laughs> You've been doing it for a long time. I, I'll take credit. Uh, and then also Baylor's uh, James Lynch declared the defensive lineman. Uh, a guy who... I liked a bit over the summer, and then he just went all out this year. Big 12 defensive. 13 sacks or something. Yeah, yeah. Big 12 defensive player of the year. Um, and, and I think, like, the first round buzz is starting to even come. Mm, I, really? I didn't even see that. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. I think it was. Uh, was it Gil Brandt, maybe? I can't remember. Uh, but, so that, that would make sense, though. <laughs> but, yeah, like, at this point, I would say Lynch is a, a lock to be a top 100 pick. Although nothing's a lock at this point. But, yeah, second round seems like a sweet spot for a guy who can play five tech, can slide into mm-hmm. three on uh, passing downs, can play base edge. Just versatility, power, Matt Ioannidis type of player. Mm-hmm, for sure. Uh, and then a handful of guys staying. Although we already mentioned Jamie Newman will be staying, I, I figured bring up that he's transferring to Georgia. Yeah. Um, I think we both wanted Oregon. But, I mean, good for Jimmy Newman. Goes, uh, goes to the SEC. Yeah, p- potentially the third best QB in the class. It's His stock is going to be really interesting. And, I mean, going to a marquee school, I think, is only going to help him, obviously. It'll depend what kind of offense they run with him, with no more from, <laughs> which will be interesting. But, yeah, I'm really excited to see him in the SEC and uh, playing with – not just – like, Wake, Wake had good talent. They did. I but mean, – I like that week. Too. Not SEC talent. Um, although Sage Surratt might have been better than Georgia's best, but George Pickens will be better than Sage Surratt by the time he's third year. 
And it just means more down there. Uh, and then a handful of uh, offensive guys who have big hype. Alabama running back Najee Harris not declaring. I, I don't want to say like I'm, I'm shocked by it, but I'm a little surprised because I thought he could have came out, capitalized on a, like his best season at Alabama and uh, gone and may, maybe day two. I think he's going to have some big Heisman hype. That's a good point. Yeah. He, he really killed it down the stretcher guy. We both totally changed our tune on as we saw more and more mm-hmm. of him. Um, yeah, I think he could have been a day, day uh, or second round running back, I should say, not even just day mm-hmm. two. Um, lots of running backs, obviously, in this class. He's going to be the top senior running back next year, though. Yeah. Uh, also, Texas Tech receiver TJ Vasher, who he, he's been, what, two years ago, uh, this year and next year now, uh, coming away with some draft type because he was a redshirt sophomore. Yeah. Uh, now yeah. going to be a redshirt senior. I think smart move for him to go back. Uh, he still hasn't really had that takeover season. Mm-hmm. And now he gets the chance to be a senior bowl guy even next year. I agree. Um, yeah, like like he's been very good, obviously. But, yeah, to have a quieter year and then go back and capitalize on that, that'd be good. Yeah, just a freaky body control guy who makes crazy yeah. one-handed catches. And then potentially the best center and guard in the class, both returning. Uh, Tennessee guard Trey Smith and Oklahoma center Creed Humphrey. That's a big hurt for the interior off the line class. But, I mean, the center group is so deep. Uh, yeah, I, we, I mean, we talked about it. Humphrey was going to be at the very worst, the second center of the board, and probably the first. Yeah, first interior offensive lineman. Yeah, like for potential sure. first round pick, one of the cleanest, I would say, prospects in the class. And then with Trey Smith, you get just a powerful mauling guy mm-hmm. that you instantly fall in love with when you watch him. Uh, obviously, the blood clots thing probably played a role. It sounds like because he just yeah. wants to show the NFL he he's fully healthy because uh, he wouldn't have been a first round pick, I don't think. Uh, but potentially can be now next year. I think it makes For sure. a lot of sense that he's going back. Yeah. I just personally am sad because I think he he could have been an easy plug-and-play second-round guard. Yeah. Uh, and then four Oregon defenders, Jordan Scott, Austin Faolio, is that how you say that? Uh, Thomas Graham and Diamondore. Uh, oh, wow. Being, Lenoir. I, hey, listeners, if I'm off today, I drove 10 hours straight. With a couple of pee sure. breaks on uh, a great Canadian highway. Uh, but yeah, Lenoir, Graham, uh, Faoli, and Scott. Uh, <laughs> I'm not surprised Scott and... Uh, I'm not surprised either defensive tackle went back. Um, mm-hmm. But I am surprised Graham and Lenoir did. They both played so great in the uh, Pac-12 championship and in the Rose yeah. Bowl. I thought... Uh, both could be day one starting nickels even. I, I, mm-hmm. I'm i quite high on both. Both very feisty, great open field tacklers for uh, smaller DBs. Um, now potentially two of the top senior corners in the country. Boys are back, baby. That's all you got the to say. The Pac-12 loaded with senior corners because Paulson and Debo also of Stanford yeah. returning. Makes sense too because I know in the summer he was a potential top 15, maybe corner one. And then, I mean, we know who is now. But uh, quite a year for him and yeah, going back just makes a lot of sense for him. Certainly. Um, I I want to just mention, I feel like there's been so many more big names returning this year than in years past. You think it? Yeah, I, I, uh, that's fair. The top center, maybe the top guard. Devonta yeah. Smith, who is a potential first-round receiver. 
Najee Harris, yeah. potential second round running back. Not, none of the quarterbacks, which is I think kind of surprising. Uh, mm-hmm. And then like some some of the defensive players, like um, uh, Dill Moses, Paul Sandibo, the Oregon corners. Yeah. It's just uh, oh oh, and Marvin Wilson. Yeah, it, it's true. been um, tons like put, to, tons of top one hundred talent. We've had a lot of surprising underclassmen come out too. We always do though. We always do. I know. I'm just, just saying. like there's always gonna be the Torin Youngs of the world. No offense, Torin Young, and uh, Kareth White's good move though. Yeah. Well. Uh, <laughs> well, Javon Leak is Kareth White this year. So. Yes. Yeah, sure. uh, okay. That's that's enough of that. I feel like I'm doing a bad episode, guys. I'm so sorry. I, I feel like I'm killing it. So my my eyes You're are welcome. so bloodshot right now. <laughs> so hey, get the get the adrenaline going as we're talking about the natty. We're bro. talking about the natty, and let me preface this by saying AJ and I watched it together in my last uh, night in Southern Ontario. We cried the whole time, uh, and Joe Burrow came through for me. So uh, yeah, uh, LSU won. Forty-two twenty-five. We had uh, what felt like uh, th- that. That must have been a fun game to kind of jump into for the people who don't necessarily watch college football. I had a couple of friends who were saying uh, Clemson's gonna roll after what Clemson went up. Was it fourteen? Uh, Ten? Yeah. And uh, I said no. Wait for Joe Burrow. Wait for Joe. And, and it was weird. LSU just like it's kind of. I don't want to say it's slow. But it just kind of comes out of nowhere. And it, it, it took a it, it took a bit for them to click on offense, and then and once it clicked, it was it, just game over. And it's like all of a sudden yeah. you're like, oh, what? Joe Burrow's thrown for over 400 yards and five touchdowns, and LSU's <laughs> blown them out of the water. Yeah, we quickly talked before the the show about like how like you watch Joe Burrow and you know he's having a really good game, but you're like, okay, this is 300 yards, and you look at the stats, and he's in this game he had four four sixty three, and you're like, holy shit! It, it's like he makes these monster games look so routine. Yeah, and it's because it's every single week. You're yeah, so used sure. to it. And, like, it's not even just him. It's Jamar Chase every single week, and you just get so used yeah. to it. And yeah. it, it was just, I don't know, I, there were points, especially early where it looked like Clemson's defense knew they had the key to win the game. Mm-hmm. And they were getting great physical play from their corners and Isaiah Simmons was all over the place and um, then next thing you know Joe Burrow takes over and like Clyde Edwards Hilaire is just quietly running for another 100 yards and yeah. it's just his contact balance and big plays and uh, yeah and like Justin Jefferson quietly had 100 yards as well and they yeah. just have so much talent and Terrence Marshall's making great touchdown grabs and Thab Moss is coming out north for two D T two TDs like his dad. And it's just <laughs> No, you're right. It it just happens so and like you know, it's just like that one big Jamar Chase play away from them putting up forty points quick, you know what I mean? Yeah, and this LSU team was just built so different with Joe Brady calling the shots who we might as well mention is taking the Panthers OC job so it's gonna be really interesting to see what this LSU offense looks like next year with no Burrow and no Brady yeah that's a big potentially no Justin Jefferson no Clyde Edwards Hilaire yeah um that like it's gonna be completely different I would assume but just because the drop-off in quarterback talent but 
uh, with Brady being such a key, the Panthers have just killed the offseason between him and Matt Rule. So, Will Greer season next year. Heck, huh? yeah. Uh, but, the, yeah, this LSU offense just, even when it kind of felt like they were having a slow game against Clemson, they just keep, mm-hmm. I, I don't know, keep taking shots. And then Jamar Chase is ripping open the game. And, like I said, Terrence Marshall's making great ball adjustment catch. And uh, Joe Burrow's extending plays. And it's just... You know, that's all, one awesome thing about Burrow is, like, when he extends a play, or even just in the pocket, it's like... He's always trying to look for the big play. Yeah, he, I think that's one of the best things about him is his pocket presence, mm-hmm. like his ability yes. to manipulate the pocket, his ability to extend plays, and while uh, extending plays, oh, his eyes are always downfield. He's always looking. Like, obviously, he's a talented runner, and he can run. He ran for 58 yards in a score in this game. and mm-hmm. But you'll notice a lot of the time when he does run, there's a re- it's not just like, oh, there's nothing there in the passing run. It'll be like if Isaiah Simmons has been spying him or, or yeah. whatever. But this play, Isaiah Simmons is uh, dropping a deep zone uh, in the middle of the field clears. Bro, like, no, I could pick up 15 yards here. Uh, yep. But then on the plays where, like, kind of the play breaks down and he's rolling out, he's not, like, the last thing he's thinking to do is run. He's always keeping his eyes downfield. And then it also helps that guys like Jefferson and Chase are so good at working themselves open yeah. in the holes in in, uh, in coverage and just their coverage recognition. It's just – it was like kind of, this offense was the perfect storm and it gave us, I would say, the greatest quarterback season in college football history. Absolutely. And, it, like, it's it's amazing that every time, like, Burrow gets out of the pocket, you just expect him to hit that throw. And it's like – yeah, sometimes it's a perfectly placed ball. And, I mean, it's always a great throw, but it's just the, the job – Chase and Jefferson and Moss did um, catching those balls. Like I don't want to call them fifty-fifty balls, but like those, like those miracle balls. And it, yeah, the, like you said, it's just the perfect storm this year. It, it was unbelievable, and I love Ed O. But it's going to be really interesting to see what this offense looks like next year. Uh, for Clemson, yeah. I mean, they were in it. They had the. I mean, they were well in it even into the third quarter, and then it just kind of yeah. slipped away and. Trevor Lawrence struggled a bit, he did. especially uh, after what, like the first quarter and a half, they mm-hmm. couldn't really get anything going. And Travis Etienne had a solid game on the ground, but he wasn't ripping off like, any monstrous runs. Yeah, you know what it was? It was like like Etienne looked good, but like LSU, I think you know what that was a big difference in the game. Like when LSU would make that last tackle, like it was like oh, like you know you could feel Etienne was about to break it. And it felt like for LSU, Clemson just missed those tackles. Yes. Yeah, yeah, yeah. They're making the big plays. Um, And and I also think, although, uh, like, I thought T. Higgins had a really nice game. Mm -hmm. Um, It wasn't always capitalized on. Uh, He also, obviously, had the offensive pass interference play. But, like, I didn't think Justin Ross had a great game. Uh, And Amari Rodgers looked it down, too. Yeah, like, Ross had his moments where he looked impressive, but it wasn't like he dominated at yeah, all. Yeah, like, remember last year, especially in the playoff run stretch, yeah. like, how dominant he was at points? Yeah. Uh, um, and, and then, like, defensively, I thought, okay, Isaiah Simmons, I can't say enough about him. It, he was everywhere doing everything. Yeah. We yeah. both discussed about a million times how big do we really think he is, because he's so long. Um, I know. And, and he was playing, like, he was blitzing off the edge, he was playing um, the linebacker, he's playing nickel, he plays safety, he's just all over the place. Like, he, yeah. even though they gave up 42 points, I thought he was one of the best players on the field for four quarters. Uh, absolutely. Uh, 
and he's yeah. just a freak of nature and I hope he ends up in a defensive system that takes advantage of everything he does so well yeah. um, but like I think AJ Terrell got picked on a bit and it, it sucked because again you and I talked about this during the game he he because he, he's such a big physical corner and, and he was jamming his jam was awesome in this game but mm-hmm. when you're facing Jamar Chase and you get this wonderful jam but Burrow's got time. Chase is just gonna out after yeah. him, and that that kept happening. Yeah. It's like I, like yeah, he got picked on, but I don't want to even call it a bad game from. Turner I know because like like he he kept making plays. He had a better game than Christian Fulton. Yeah, Christian Fulton was the dark spot for the LCU team. I would say yeah, he would, defensive pass interference got beat tw- uh, twice. One uh, both by T Higgins. One didn't. Uh, didn't was a bad throw and then connect yeah uh and then on the t higgins end around touchdown he whiffed of a tackle yeah he's gonna need a i like christian fulton a lot i think it's hard to say he's not gonna be like a top 25 pick um Mm -hmm. but he he needs a a nice senior will end up that top 15 kind of sweet spot because when clemson was going after it. They were going after Fulton, and like yeah, Stingley, Stingley had a hell of. A I was game. about to say Sting. Like if we were doing best freshman and best sophomore and stuff, and like the regular superlatives just from this game, like Jamar Chase was yeah. the best sophomore, and Derek Stingley, Stingley was the best freshman. Absolutely, and like quickly going back to Fulton, he also had the interception call back, and it ended up being pass interference on him. Like it was just a really, really rough game. For yeah, him. Uh, a couple more guys I want to mention. I thought, like you said, Etienne played uh, well. It was just like he. Because the LSU team was tackling so mm-hmm. well, it was he didn't mm-hmm. have the normal massive play here or there that kind of yeah. like separates him. Um, I thought Damian Lewis played a really great game at guard for LSU. Mm-hmm. He's just a mean mauling mf'er. Uh, <laughs> and uh, who else? Uh, oh, Chase on. It, yeah, for, absolutely. I mean, he, yeah. he kind of one or two times kind of whiffed in the run game, but he's just such a uh, freaky athlete pass rushing. Consistently was getting pressure. I mean, he'd be the guy that like that will play the box quick. So I think he only had like two tackles. Yeah, it did not feel and, like that. His presence was so felt. And, yeah, he was all over Lawrence. Uh, had a face mask penalty, but who cares? <laughs> he had a great game. I think maybe the most underrated game of anybody was Patrick Queen, though. He, had, he was a monster. Like, what, eight tackles, two and a half TFLs, a half sack. He was all he, over the football he, field. He was, when you mentioned Etienne wasn't breaking those tackles, that you know, like Queen yeah. was the one cleaning him up. Yeah, from 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 the first snap to the end of the game, Queen had a hell he, He's a guy who I think, again, if he if he declares in a weaker linebacker class, he could get, be a guy who really excels because I think he's a really uh, explosive athlete. When I was going through some linebacker tape uh, earlier this week, he's a guy who I hadn't really seen yet. Mm-hmm. And I dove into him, and I was very impressed. And I think, yeah, potentially, if he declared, he would be a top, uh, potentially top five linebacker in this class. Yeah, because like the explosiveness, like uh, the one play where Lawrence just dumped it off to uh, oh, yeah. Etienne behind the line of scrimmage, and Queen Queen just read it the whole way, stuck his foot on the ground, and the second the ball was in uh, Etienne's hands, he was yeah, he was all like over an him. explosive physical athlete like that at linebacker. He just yeah. has more upside than a lot of the guys in this class, from what I've seen. Mm-hmm. Uh, also, Thad Moss kind of quietly yeah. had a very solid season for LSU, and he's going to be an interesting talent to evaluate going forward, especially because we know for the sure. NFL loves bloodlines. 
It's true. <laughs> it's true. He's good. I like that, Moss. Um, quickly, I, I think we, I, I feel like we didn't talk enough about Edward Tolaire because it's like the contact balance every single snap. It, he's just a wrecking ball, man. He is going to be a starting running back in the NFL. The more I see, the more I think that. The, I fully agree. The more I see, like the more I watch of him, the more I love him. To be honest. Yeah, I, he's just again. There's a lot of those types of running backs, not like that style, but the types of running backs where you just really like what they do, and you know they're going to translate. And I think that's just part of. There's so many running backs in general, and it's just a position that generally translates easily more or more easily than mm-hmm. others. Mm-hmm, for sure. Um, is there anything else you want to talk about? No, I game? touched all my points. Uh, unless you have anything else. Those, those are pretty much all the guys I wanted to get to. Um. Just for next year, is Clemson the preseason one? Uh, or Ohio State? Probably. It's one of those two. Yeah, I wonder where LSU, like how far they would drop in those, uh, in that. See, in the polls, I feel like they're going to get a lot of respect, but they, they might be a little overrated. How, Man, who, not, who would your top four preseason be? Clemson, Ohio, like not, not ranked, but like Clemson, Ohio State... Would be two four obviously. Then it's like <laughs> yeah. pretty, like, like because obviously the turnover between LSU and Alabama, it's hard to say them. Um, yeah. Oregon's gonna, I think, have a lot of love because they won the Rose Bowl, but even then they lose but guys like Herbert and Die. Exactly, and, and the yeah. whole offensive line except for Sewell, although he's a stud. But yep, and you trust Cristobal there, but still, um, yeah, I don't know. And then Oklahoma again, Q, QB turnover. One thing I, I will tell you is Texas A&M will be overrated. Texas A&M season. preseason seven. <laughs> I think I think someone actually did a preseason top twenty-five and they had him six. So yeah, already. <laughs> hey, they did play like the toughest schedule in history or something. Hey, LSU be what seven top ten teams? That's that's insane. Yeah, they 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 beat all four. Preseason top four teams at some point too, which is it's fucked. Like team of destiny, like it's clearly the greatest season of all time for a quarterback. But like, this is one of the greatest seasons of all time for a team. Period. And right? even I think in ten years when we look at it, it won't be to the level of the like one Hurricanes in terms of NFL talent. But there's mm-hmm. going to be a lot of guys from this team who are making plays in the NFL. Absolutely. Like, because sure. even before I think before this game kicked, I said to you. Like, although, like, obviously Clemson is loaded, LSU, it feels like every starter is an NFL talent almost. Whereas Clemson, there's, Pretty like, much. some just, like, classic Clemson guys who, yeah. like, who, who g- good football players for the program, but, like, Skalski obviously got ejected for the targeting, but, like, Skalski's not going to play in the NFL. Like, guys like that. Yeah, like like the Ben Bowlers, baby. I was about to say. The Tanner Muses of the world. Okay, before uh, poor Tanner before Muse. we get to the East-West Shrine game, quickly, NFL PA Bowl. Anyone uh, you're hoping to hear some hype about uh, from the week? Uh, how, about, how about your boy Jake Lawton? I was going to say him. I've already I'm, seen... I'm kind of surprised he's not at the East-West Shrine game. Yeah, me too, because the, the quarterback group is kind of interesting, like weird at the East-West Shrine game. Like, Lawton seemed like a guy that could have easily been there, and... Uh, apparently, already good things coming out of the PA Bowl practices. About I think, Lawton, like, so. I think he's my quarterback twelve, and I think I have him uh, over everybody at the East West Round game. Yeah, <laughs> how about Brian Lewerke? He's there. Like that's always interesting when it's Brian Lewerke. 
I, I think, well, first of all, I think this is the most talented NFL PA bull roster I've ever seen. Like, generally, we don't we don't really talk about it, and like we are. And yeah. I have a big list of names, but uh, a couple guys who stand out to me: uh, Levanta Taylor, mm-hmm. the Florida State DB. I mean, two years ago, there he had first round talk. Uh, obviously, moved to safety yeah. this year. I think he's a nickel in the NFL. He's a guy to watch. Uh, Cheyenne O'Grady, the Arkansas tight end. In a weaker class, I know he got kicked yeah. out off the team, but in a weaker class, he's a guy who I think is going to have some love. Um, For sure. Like, he's interesting. It's just, and especially with the story, it's going to be, he's going to be really interesting to watch this week. A couple receivers. Like, Omar Bayless is a guy I like. Mm-hmm. Uh, I think Darnell Mooney's an interesting uh, prospect from Tulane. Uh, Darrell Stewart, I think, is going to make a roster on special teams. Um, and then, the, the, the uh, first of all, I don't like that it's American and national, and then the Canadians are on the American team. doesn't make any sense. <laughs> but on the national team, they have both Washington receiver Aaron Fuller and Tennessee receiver Marquez Callaway. I think those are two yeah. of the best PA Bowl receivers they've ever had. For sure. Uh, like I like both of them. Um, Fuller was a guy in the top 10 wide receiver mm-hmm. uh, rank. It was in top 10 receiver rankings before the year. And obviously he didn't have the year he wanted with Eason, but he's a guy who mm-hmm. we've seen wonderful one-handed grabs before with his body control and his route running is impressive as well. Yeah. Uh, quickly going back to Bayless. Apparently he's already looked good in the first two days of practice too. So that's cool. My boy, I told you he's mm-hmm. the good Arkansas state receiver. Kirk, Kirk Merritt's on that team too, isn't he? Yeah. Uh, also, I think Tipa Galea is a guy to watch, the Utah State edge rusher. Mm-hmm. Um, he's got some off field stuff, TCU transfer, but a guy who's just twitchy. Uh, yeah. Lacks size, but interesting. And Brady Aiello, the Oregon swing tackle who would have started on about 100 programs in that, <laughs> maybe more than that, in the FBS this year, but just happened to be on the best line in college football. Yeah, he probably would have started in, like, almost every other team. <laughs> yeah, no, for real. I know. <laughs> he, he He's going to make a roster. I'll, I'll call it now. Oh, and Siwu, the TCU running back who they left at fullback. I just think yeah. it's interesting. The I guy that big and athletic as a fullback in the NFL. For sure. I like that, too. Okay, before the NFL PA Bowl, or, I mean, East-West Shrine game, although you should bet on both. At my bookie, I don't know if you can, but if you can, use my bookie when you want to gamble. And if you use the promo code CHAIR, uh, they'll double your first deposit, AJ. Could you believe that? I can because I've seen the ad read drop, but and would you you could use it on the East West Shrine game. Would you have thought of that? No, I wouldn't have, Rob. Well, now you have because of me. Uh, even in this northern Canada, we uh, we bet on stuff using my bookie. And again, promo code share to activate the offer. Okay, East West Shrine game. There's obviously uh, it's it's been as we record the first two days are through. Mm-hmm. Um, there's been some hype about some guys. Uh, from everything I've heard, the best prospect there so far has been Khalil Davis. I've also heard the same things, Rob. Apparently, just wrecking shit in one on ones. Which is interesting because obviously all three um, Nebraska defensive tackles had some hype this year. Darian Daniels is at the Senior Bowl, and then the Davis brothers are both at the East West Shrine game. Mm-hmm. Khalil is, I think, the most athletic of the three, mm-hmm. and the, the one I have the highest, I think, 
Carlos Davis is more of a run plug, but Khalil Davis uh, more pass rush upside. Yep. And yeah, apparently he's just t- taken over. Yeah, for uh, for real. I saw the same stuff, and uh, already saying that he might be the like the first pickings if he has to make the jump to the senior bowl. Would not surprise me. I, again, I'm surprised that he wasn't the call up when Darian Daniels was. Um, I agree with you, but hey. Uh, I've also seen um, that. Kevin Dotson, who's a guy we didn't know a whole lot about, uh, the ULL guard. Mm-hmm. And then before that ULL bowl game, we kept seeing offensive line scouts we trust talking about him. Yep. And he's – I wonder if he'll get the call up. He's the hype between um, the like the Twitter O-line guys talking about him and then his dominance in the bowl game and now mm-hmm. here. I, I Just a massive mauler. Him and Robert Hunt, the bet, maybe the best uh, group of five offensive line duo in the country. For sure. Um, yeah, he's going to be one to really keep your eye on this week, too. Uh, who else do you want to talk about? There's a lot of guys. Well, do you want me to just keep naming people, or are you going to name someone? I'll jump in at some point. I don't know how you want to do this. We're figuring it out. i give you the wah-wah bump. Uh, well, I'm just naming people. That's what I've been doing. Okay. I-, I think Malcolm Perry's one of the most interesting ones there. Yeah, okay, he's playing wide receiver. And that's going to be a massive transition, obviously. But The receivers in general are interesting. Yeah. Uh, again, just, again, because the deep class, there's so many. So, um, speaking yeah, of... Perry, yeah. Perry moving the receiver from quarterback, and he's, I think, the most athletic Navy quarterback we've seen. Yeah. Um, 5'9", 190. I think there's potential there as a slot for sure. He's a big project, but he's interesting. Um one of the guys we liked at points and came on late, Juwan Johnson from Oregon, who apparently struggled in the first practice and uh, showed up in day two. His, again, with the depth of the class, he's going to be probably a late pick if he gets picked. But he, uh, still a lot to like with him. Well, yeah, just the receiver class in general um, and the, uh, the East West Shrine game guys. Mm-hmm. Um, Juwan Johnson's like that big power forward. Yeah. Then, then we've got uh, your guy, Isaiah Wright, who's kind of this... Yeah. Uh, him and Joe Reed. Joe Reed's my guy. Isaiah Wright's your guy. They're both kind of almost built like running backs with this big return specialist upside. Yep. Uh, and, and you kind of just have to f- almost gadget-type play guys. Uh, and then we have John Hightower, who's a pure burner. Yep. And then ben- Benjamin Victor, who... The forgotten as, Ohio State receiver. <laughs> yeah, as, as an Ohio State fan, I've heard the... Victor love for a while and it never fully came together. You'd see flashes, um, his size and frame or uh, body control and just like kind of his bendability mm-hmm. was always so interesting. And apparently, he's looked good so far. Yeah, I saw some of the one on one clips. <laughs> he has looked good. Um, yeah, know what's interesting too? Quickly, Joe Reed coming at two hundred twenty three pounds. I know, and we talked about this before the Natty. Uh, how Antonio Gibson was listed at running back for the Senior Bowl. Mm-hmm. And Joe Reed's kind of a similar style of player. I wonder if teams will look at him as a running back uh, uh, coming out of Virginia. They lined him up everywhere similar to Gibson. So That'd be interesting. Um, a guy who I... Yeah, go ahead. Sorry? sorry? I was just going to say... Hightower came in a little heavier than I expected, which I thought was good for him. Anyways, go ahead. Sorry. What do you come in at? I fuck. I, I forgot. I think you almost two hundred. I think. Oh really? He was like listed at like one seventy nine. Yeah, I think he was got up to like one ninety. I will double check while you talk, Rob. Okay, I was gonna say a guy I haven't really watched, 
but has turned heads there so far is Chris Williamson from Minnesota, the mm-hmm. corner. Solid. Um, I again, I haven't outside of watching Minnesota games live where their defense had a lot of interesting guys, uh, but he was their top corner. Um, he's apparently been from what I've understood, the best corner there so far, and a guy who I now need to dive into more. Um, And and another corner I'm really interested in hearing how he does, and just going forward in general, is Elijah Riley, uh, partially because he's from Army, so that makes it more interesting. (laughs) Uh, And he's just physical with some size, but but probably a nickel at the next level, uh, which I... I always love a good physical nickel. So Hightower was listed at 172, and he came in 185, which is good for him. Yeah, that is good for him. Yeah. Uh, oh, uh, speaking of weights, I was happy to see uh, Charlotte edge rusher Alex Highsmith come in at basically what he was listed at, which was at like 6'3", 245-ish. Uh, yep. Because he, he's going to be a 3-4 edge, outside edge. Um, and I wasn't sure, because you never really know with the small school guys, and especially kind of scary where a guy like uh Highsmith isn't an ideal size already, so seeing him actually come in at what he's listed as was a little bit relieving. Yeah, absolutely. Speaking of size, how about the Michigan guard uh, Michael Onwenu who came in at three sixty two and apparently, well, apparently has looked good in uh, the first two practices too. Move move pretty I, well. I was gonna say that that's kind of the thing. Like you were you and I were talking about how big he came in at, but he's also looked really good too. Being three sixty two he doesn't look And good. then also having 34 and a half inch arms. Yeah, that's interesting. Like, that alone is going to have teams thinking about him on day three. For sure. Absolutely. Uh, just a couple more guys who I haven't heard a ton about, but um, I'm interested in seeing. Uh, offensive line wise, Auburn tackle Jack Driscoll, mm-hmm. uh, Mississippi State center Daryl Williams. Uh, and then Oregon offensive lineman Calvin Throckmorton. For sure. Um, this is uh, just sorry, just to interject. This is a really good uh, Shrine Game roster. I know the, the, half these guys you would be like happy with on the Senior Bowl roster. Yeah, for sure. I mean, um, of those three, you're, you're the biggest Driscoll fan, right? I I really really like Driscoll. Uh, I think he's just. It reminds me of when Braden Smith was coming out. Not he's not the same athlete that Braden Smith is, but just such a solid physical mm-hmm. right tackle. Mm-hmm. Um, but again, I like all three of these guys. I think Daryl Williams is the most underrated center in this class, and I think he's a guy who could potentially be maybe not from day one, but a starter in the NFL. And then Throckmorton, you just have to love his versatility. He played all five spots in college. Really mean. Uh, it, I'm. I think if I were to say who I'm most surprised doesn't have a senior bowl invite, it would be him. Uh yeah no I think that I I I totally agree I thought he, I expected him to get to the senior bowl uh came in with thirty two inch arms you know what's funny though quickly it's 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 funny how we see like measurements at the East West and then it changes for the senior bowl or at the combine I just found that they so grow. weird they just grow they just grow anyways thirty two inch arms which probably nods to uh, him being guard at the next level right but. And then finally, I just want to mention a couple, three more guys. Mm-hmm. Uh, all DBs, all who I think are nickels at the next level, Michigan's Levert Hill, Auburn's mm-hmm. Javaris Davis, and Alabama's Shaheem Carter. Good. That's a um, good group of DBs. Yeah. I, they all have – like none of them are jaw-dropping or anything, but when like there's something I like about all three of them. Uh, I think – Lavert Hill needs to show up in man coverage, showing the like improved athleticism. I think there's gonna be athleticism questions with him. He needs a good week. Uh, 
And then I think Davis is kind of the other way where I think he's not nearly as technically sound as a guy like Hill, mm-hmm. but he's a far better athlete. And then Shane Carter's kind of just the scrappy high IQ guy who right place always, yeah. but maybe not the greatest technically or athletically. I like Shane Carter of the three the most. But mm-hmm. I like all three. Like I, I would be happy with all three of them at the senior bowl. Yeah, for sure. Um, just we haven't talked about the quarterback position. Who's your uh, favorite quarterback there? I really don't like. Again, I think the Pable has more interest in quarterbacks. Um, I, I I would say I think James Morgan has the most upside of the East West Shrine Game guys. Mm-hmm. I if I had to trust like Tyler Huntley, I think has the best shot of actually making a roster. How about how about Mason Fine for the low key? Those uh, are the three. Those are the three I wrote down: Morgan, yeah. Huntley, and Fine. Are, yeah, because like, those are the three interesting ones. Um, I don't know. I think like Huntley in the right system, like he could be a third QB in a system that takes advantage of an athletic guy. Mm-hmm. Um, Morgan, I, I think, has the best armor of the three. Mason finds probably the most accurate. That's fair. I mean, uh, not draftable any three to me, but like, um, interesting backup potential, guys. Yeah, for sure. Uh, that's a pretty quick episode from us, um, because obviously I'm in Wawa, Ontario. Google it, people. There's 3,000 <laughs> people here. I haven't seen any of them. Um, but I'm in a very nice hotel. 10 out of 10. Uh, You're going to be in another hotel for the next show probably, too, so I can't wait for that rating, Rob. Yeah. Well, I'm basing this one on nothing, so when I get there, I may have to adjust this one. Okay. I'm excited. Uh, maybe I'll never move out of hotels. Okay, <laughs> a dream of mine is to live in a hotel. I love hotels. Me too. But I, I, it doesn't get enough love. Like you got room service, and like the hotels are great. This is a good way to kill some time, make the episode longer. Um, <laughs> although this is a shorter app, uh, the next one should be our Senior Bowl preview. That's like a monster app. So yeah, get ready. Big one. That also, hey. We might not be together, but we might be drinking when we record it. I'm gonna throw that idea out there. Uh, yeah, I'm I'm, I'm always drinking while I'm recording. So. <laughs> okay, thank you for listening. Follow AJ at AJ Marquez13. Follow me at Rob Paul NFL, and uh, please let me know if you stumble onto a Twitter account that is tweeting out videos from football games of butt slaps. Just don't ask why. I just I'm really trying to fa- find this Twitter handle. Thank you. <laughs> Say goodbye to your credit card rewards. Greedy corporate mega stores, led by Walmart and Target are pushing for a law in Congress to take away your hard-earned cash back and travel points to line their pockets. The Durbin Marshall credit card bill would enact harmful credit card routing mandates that would end credit card rewards as we know it. If you love your credit card rewards, tell your lawmakers, hands off my rewards. Tell them to oppose the Durbin Marshall credit card bill.